Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you've got a job to do, you must try with all your heart. Life's profoundest joys go to girls and boys who finish what they start. When faced with work, the shirker shirk because it's no longer fun. But the chaps for whom the whole world claps are the chaps who keep at it till the job is done. Oh, at times you'll want to say, I've got nothing left to give. But a life that's lived part way is no way to live. So here's a slice of good advice that I'm obliged to impart. You must all Hello, patrons, and welcome back to Patreon with Cheese. We're doing Schmigadoon Recaps. It's episode four, and I'm here with Liz Eston. Liz, how are you today? I am great. I'm great. I, I met a very sexy doctor, so I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, but how does he feel about, you know, assisting women who are pregnant out of wedlock? Oh, he doesn't like it, and he sucks. <laughs> what about his parents fucking? <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to imagine my parents fucking, so I kind of get it, but let your parents fuck. <laughs> it's good. It, it keeps the relationship. If you don't want divorced parents, you want parents that fuck. Let's just say that way. So exactly. if you walk in on your parents fucking, hey, at least they're not divorced. <laughs> what a way to open an episode. Jesus fucking Christ. What a, what, that's the best opening we've had. Four episodes <laughs> Amazing. Took us four episodes in to get our stride. All right, Liz, what happened in this episode? Uh, a lot happened. So Ariana DeBose is here, and she's singing, and it's great. She's uh, beautiful. She's she is gorgeous. angelic. The most screen presence of anyone up to this point. There's a lot of screen presence here. Uh, she she's uh, she's excellent. So basically, Josh is needs a place to crash, so he becomes a handyman at the school, and Melissa needs a place to crash, so she becomes the nurse for Doc Lopez, who was introduced at the end of the last episode, which we forgot to mention. But yeah, he, we're he bad was, people. Yeah, we just forgot. Um, but he was introduced last week, and he's very very mean and very strict. He doesn't like newfangled things. Um, no, and he, it's at least a chance for Cecily Strong's character to become a doctor in her own right. Like, take advantage and help people in the way that she can with her, as we've previously set up, direct language. Yeah, very direct. Apparently vagina is too much of a, too big of a curse word for sailors in this universe. Hmm, I mean... Let's talk about our personal lives for a second, Liz. When you were growing up, did when your parents were describing genitalia, did they use frou-frou words like, Ya ding-dong! Or Ya bajingo! Or did they just say, Ya vagina? I, I do not remember, but I believe when I was in fifth grade, we had to watch an educational film about puberty. Because that's what you do. They separated the boys and the girls, and the boys watched their version of the movie, and the girls watched their version, and then we all caught, we all came, we all got in the same room and watched the boy-girl version together, like the next day, so we could learn about how boys work and how girls work as a group. But I believe in that educational film. They said vagina, but I don't. Okay, remember. you want me to spoil what happened uh, or my experience with the boys' film? 
Uh, like, Tilly's help me. Um, it was useless. It was like, please wear deodorant. You're going to start to smell in a few weeks. And then we got a second video that was all about AIDS. Um, but it was the exact video. I know this for a fact where it's like, what happens if I do have sex? Well, I guess you're going to have to be prepared to die. It was that video. We watched that fucking video. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. And they, their warnings were like, don't have unprotected sex. Don't become blood brothers. And, you know. Um, and I remember one of the kids asked the, the adult figure, because it was framed that way. Like, why do gay people tend to have sex or get AIDS more than, than heterosexuals? Well, I guess one gay guy just got it and spread it to all of them. I'm like, what the fuck? Even me, as like 10 years old, I'm like, I feel like this is inaccurate. Yeah, that's oh, that's bad. That's real bad. But I didn't even learn how my balls worked. Or how the penis works. <laughs> I didn't know what none of it was happening to me except for AIDS sucks, which I knew because I've watched Rent up to that point because I am the, you know, the you weird Rent. one. That gives me vibes um, of that, like, t- talk John Mulaney's dad had with him. Just like, Leonard Bernstein. Sometimes he was gay, but when he wasn't, he wrote great music. <laughs> And then, like, uh, what would Leonard Bernstein do? <laughs> Who knows? Um, you know what? It's I, I feel like I've got a similar thing about John Mulaney. Um, sometimes he was faithful to his wi- unfaithful to his wife, and other times he was a great comedian. <laughs> oh God! Was that too soon? Too soon? Hashtag too soon. <laughs> Hashtag too soon. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't tell him to cheat on his wife. Oh, how dare he! I mean, don't. As we've learned this week in Broadway, never idolize anyone. Yeah, it's true. It's true. People... Everyone is terrible. Yeah, I just can't wait. For... Tom Hanks is gonna be exposed one day, and it's gonna shatter the hearts of everyone. I think that Tom Hanks is strangely like asexual, boring. <laughs> I think he's too boring to have anything controversial. That's true. That's true. I think the weirdest thing he's ever done is that as digital short, like my testicles. <laughs> Where he's constantly fearing about his balls being cut off. But that was a joke written for him. So Yeah, that's a little different. Um, yeah. I remember once he laughed really hard about murdering a critic in the film, uh, that Atlas. racist film. Oh, Cloud God. Atlas, yeah. Oh, um, and that's as, that's as intense as he's ever gotten. Yeah, people suck. Um, people really do suck. But you know who doesn't suck? Ariana DeBose, who oh, sings... Such an incredible song. I like with all Flawless. your heart is easily my favorite song in this show so far. Absolutely. I've I've had it I've thought about it since I've watched it. I, I watched this video I've seen these episodes twice because I thought we were gonna court last week, but you had a my just, bad. just had a power outage. Um That's why we didn't have a Patreon meetup, guys. September's <laughs> gonna be good. Don't worry. September's a big fucking month. You're gonna see plenty of us in September. Absolutely. <laughs> Liz, yeah. we're gonna have to figure out some shit soon. <laughs> We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. There's a lot to balance. There really is. There's a lot to it's balance. It's going to be a rough month. It's going to be a rough month in terms of everything. But uh, I've seen these. I've seen this twice, and I haven't gotten sick of that song Mm-mm. at all. Like, like, the way it's shot, the kids interacting, like, the choreography, the camera movement in general is just so meticulously staged. I, it's perfect. Yeah. The, they had they do the spelling bee at the beginning so they can set yes. up them spelling out the words in the song and it's adorable 
And they set up that the little Winthrop equivalent, um, the one with the lisp, doesn't sing because of his lisp. Yeah. Um, and he has a kindred spirit with Keegan-Michael Key because of that. Yeah. Um, this is obviously a play on the music man, but it's also, I felt a play on Matilda where they're like spelling along with um, what's being said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is true. But maybe that's just me reaching, as I do tend to do very often. I mean, if we don't reach, we don't take shots in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ariana DeBose's character um, is meant to be like the Mary and the Librarian, a little stubborn, a little misanthropic. And he is obsessed with her just because she's the only one he hasn't tried to take across the bridge. Oh, Jesus Christ. The only one he hasn't tried to take across the bridge yet. Yeah. And he's just pursuing her as much as he can. But the thing is, they do have chemistry. No, they <laughs> they have do a, have a lot of chemistry. They have really good chemistry. And I completely forgot they were in the prom together. And Where he was her teacher. He, he was a principal. She was a high school student. Yeah. Which uh, is weird. Also, I did look up her age. She's nearly 30. So. Yeah. It's like uh, a 20 it's year still age. still weird. But the thing is, um, she, she once again, enigmatic, could play any age. She could any play age. 30 years older. She could play 30 years younger. My God, Ariana DeBose can play anything. Give her more roles, please. please give, hashtag give Ariana DeBose more parts. <laughs> I, I know that she's in a lot of movies right now, but give her more. And yeah. I am friends with her on Facebook, so I do see, like, what she posts normally. And she just seems like a real down-to-earth, always, like, surprised when people say nice things about her. I like her a lot. Aww, Hopefully she so isn't happy. grooming children. Because, you know, I don't I don't trust none of you fuckers no more. I don't trust anybody. It's great. <laughs> trust issues. Thanks, TikTok. I'm kidding. Thanks, Alice Ripley. I'll say your fucking name. Wait, what a bitch. What a fucking cunt. I um, did nothing yeah, I... wrong. Fuck off. Well, not even that. She posts that, like, that was, <laughs> I was talking to someone about this yesterday. She posts that, and then five minutes after that goes up, and that was obviously written by her publicist, she writes Absolutely. something on Instagram where she's like, this fucking cunt's trying to tear down my career. <laughs> Bitch, you're only famous for being a next door normal that one time. Like, yeah. fuck off. And you know what? Marin Maisie did it better. You know. You know what? I said it on my... Y'all gave me shit when I said it on the podcast all those years ago, and now look at how right I am. Ten years Marin Maisie is perfect, and Alice Ripley... Nope, don't say the horrible thing I was going to say. All right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, that song is impeccable. The, sh- the editing in it... I-, I pay attention to a lot of editing because yes. I-, I was brainwashed in college to pay attention to these things because I don't right. watch things normally anymore, guys. I have to pay... I have to critique it in my head because it was ruined for me. My One of my college professors, like, the first week of class, he's like, watch a movie this weekend because for the rest of your life, you're never going to be watching a movie the same way again. Yes. And that absolutely happened to me. But the editing is impeccable because there's just enough of it. There's not too much. There's not mm-hmm. not enough. Like, this isn't a producer movie situation where there's no cuts whatsoever in dance numbers <laughs> fuck that movie guys great great movie in concept but the editing is terrible yes <sighs> editing yes, is so I bad agree. this person that's edited with it it's the easiest thing i've ever edited with because i knew exactly what i was getting <sighs> dear jesus but it's perfectly timed to the beat of the music but not in an obvious way no it adds um, to the flow of the song all right so we've got a gradient here 
Um, where on one side we've got the 2005 producers movies where there's no cuts and it's on beat only because we shoot so wide and it never cuts away. Yep. On the other side of the gradient, we've got 2004 Phantom of the Opera, where they just edit wherever the fuck. There's a cut whenever. Like, Masquerade is probably one of the worst edited scenes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, there's a cut, like, in the middle of a sentence, I believe. Well, one line. They just cut in the middle of a word, which I do all the time, but I'm cutting to the cadence of human speech, so it makes sense. Yes. I think the way I edit, and maybe you disagree... I try to edit in the way that my eyes look or my eyes focus. Whereas yeah. if I'm in a conversation with you, I'm not always looking directly at you. Um, so if I'm going to say something that pertains to you, that's when you cut to the person it pertains to rather than just like, let's hold on them because they're speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Editing is fun, guys. Editing is Go really to school. fun. <laughs> take, take, a, take editing classes because it's so much fun. You spend half the time learning about organization. It's important, though. It's, it's very, very important. important. For the musicals and cheese videos, they, they're, they're, they're short, but I spent upwards of an hour organizing things as needed. So. What can I say except you're welcome? It's all good. The, the, the cabaret video has a folder called Nazis because there's just <laughs> too much clips. Too many Nazis. Too many today. documentaries about neo Nazis. I love America. I love they're this back. country. Um, did you see the Suicide Squad? I did. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it in theaters, actually, a couple weekends ago with my boyfriend. It was very good. I saw it twice in theaters, three times at home. Um, the last time I watched it, I just, I tracked the camera movement, um, I, for two different scenes, um, the opening scene, um, as well as the Harley fight scene, because I wanted to figure out how many shots there were, how many movements there were, and how many setups it would take, because I was so curious. And my God, that is probably one of the most interesting edited and shot films I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Um, in the, every way that the original Suicide Squad is a terribly interesting edited and shot film. Oh, yeah. The, the editing in Suicide Squad is painful. The first one. They are the both film. worth studying. Yeah. It's about, Dan Olsen has a great video of deconstructing the mm-hmm. vi- editing of the original Suicide Squad, which summarizes it real well. But, like, oh, God. <laughs> The, the new one does it so much better because I don't pay attention to the edit. The thing with editing is people think, like, good editing, you see it. No, no. You don't see good editing. You see bad editing. Good editing, you don't see. It's organic, and it works with the flow. I think that's the same about music, too. Um, yeah. Good music you don't know is there. Yeah. And then you find yourself humming it despite yourself, whether you know it or not. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't um, think it's going to get stuck in your head, but then it does. Yes. Um, that's the reason why with All Your Heart Sticks With You, but a parody like Vagina, kind of like, oh, that was cute. I know this song. I liked it, but, uh, it it just, it gave me vibes of that Crazy Ex-Girlfriend song, uh, called The Miracle of Birth from season three, where Paula sings this beautifully orchestrated song about childbirth, but it's just a medically accurate description of childbirth and its ultimate birth control. Yes. Um, whereas this, it it seems very positive about sex and like having babies and the yeah. how it leads to it. Um, this girl doesn't know where a baby comes out of. Yeah, it's like she like. There's a lot of options though. If you don't know, there are options. <laughs> I mean, has anyone actually pooped a baby out? 
I I haven't seen I've I've seen a couple episodes I didn't know I was pregnant, but most of the I don't think anyone's pooped a baby out, but they have given birth to a baby in a toilet before. Yeah, I, I have not given birth to a baby yet, um, but I hear it is akin to pooping. I I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I'm very not pregnant, so I have no idea. Have you checked? I. I, I'm in a long distance relationship, so I'm definitely not pregnant. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, if you say so. But I like the song fine. It's it's I didn't I'm never a big fan of parody direct parodies. Yeah. And they've kind of stayed away from that for the most part here, aside from like maybe a quick reference or two to um <clears throat> Carousel, where it's a little more direct. But yeah. this just feels like, hey, Sound of Music. You've seen Sound of Music, right? Yeah. I thought it was I I mean, it's not, like, incredibly memorable. I thought it was cute in the moment, because Cecily Strong needs to get this point across, and it's like, okay, the yes. only way I can do this is by singing an overly positive song about medically accurate birthing and how babies are made. So I guess I'll just grab the sound of music. So I think it made sense narratively. Yes, I agree. It's not, like, the best song. It's definitely not the best song, because Ariana Bose's song is, like, the best song in the show so far. Yes. Um, did you notice in the opening flashback where they saw their friend's penis um, that the theater was called the Lonely Room Theater uh, because Oklahoma? I did not see that. Oh. Because that's Judd's song in Oklahoma, A Lonely Room. So oh, I'm like, yeah. ah, I see what you did there. Also, have you ever just randomly seen your friend's penis in like a theater production? No, no, I haven't. But most of my friends are like film majors, so... Yeah, I would see their like their penis on film most likely, and I've not seen any of my friends. Uh, no, I don't. I did Rocky Horror. I've definitely seen some of my friends' penises. Never mind. I've seen some penises in my life. <laughs> um, but it's one thing if it's like in a dressing room kind of situation or thing like that. Um, it's another thing if you're like going to a theater in an audience and then like, oh shit, there's Dave's dick. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never been to it. My, my friends have never been in a theatrical production where they have to get naked. So I've never had the conflict of potentially seeing my friends drunk. Um, I did. It was a lady, though. Um, a yeah. good friend of mine. Um, they did not give me a warning beforehand. They're like, come see my play. And I'm like, all right, I'll go support. And then halfway through, like, it's one of the more artsy fartsy like uh performance art style and then in the end everyone's just naked free oh, ball it's hanging out i'm like i did not ask for this oh no oh no <laughs> i worked i did a theater theater um uh, theater club in college we did like rocky horror and like a bunch of weird shows so there's a lot of nudity in them periodically so i've seen like if i think about my female friends of college i've seen basically all their boobs that's but, weird where i'm like desensitized by it or i'm just like oh it's your tits are out cool i'm just you see, I, I don't even want anyone I know to see me shirtless. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't see how people can just do that. Oh, that's valid. I mean, the only, I'm only comfortable. I've never had my boobs out in front of people I know. So I don't know what it's like, really. But the only the farthest I've gone is when I worked at a kid's camp and it was really hot on slip and slide day, which is on Friday. I just wore a sports bra around. That's basically a shirt. So. Yeah, that's nothing. Um, yeah. On one of my film sets, one of our lead actresses was just so hot that she just stripped her short sports bra, and it was like, oh, that's normal. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Stripped yeah, like regular but... bras. It's very strange. Anyway, Schmigadoon. Yeah. Schmigadoon. <laughs> um, 
Let's talk about uh, <coughs> the song where Alan Cumming comes out as a homosexual at the funeral of the Dr. Lopez's parents who died fucking. Yeah, old Doc Lopez died doing like the Egyptian hunchback or something. He died doing what he loved, He's, his he, wife. He was, he, he was very, he was feeling, he was very happy when he died at least. Uh, but earlier yes. in the episode, there's a part at the uh, multi-religion bake sale. <laughs> Where uh, Alan Cummings just like, giving the priest, like, fuck me eyes. Yes. Just like, yes. Which was my theory in episode two. You can... You you called it. I called it. I, I'm just saying. I'm really smart. <laughs> I... <laughs> but yeah, I... I'm just saying. I'm really I'm smart. I'm just saying. I'm smart. I'm just saying. Was anyone saying you weren't smart, Elizabeth Eston? No, nah, no one was saying it. About to say, I don't think I'd ever say that you weren't smart. No, no one's ever said it. But I also am pursuing a career in an all-male, mostly male-dominated field. So, shit, I hate men. So, thank God for that. Yeah, but that the homosexual song—it works because well, he has to say homosexual because gay is happy. So yes, gay is happy. Uh, my, it has a great rhyme and he's like it's not subtextual <laughs> like um, i'm just i am I'm, a homosexual i'm gay it's great and then it's great i thought it was, it's a really short song so there's not much to say about it it's just him saying he's gay and it's great it feels very similar to i love my dead gay son from heathers yes <laughs> maybe it's just the funeral setting it's also yeah what's with people like talking about their gay being gay or talking about their gay kids at funerals and musicals jesus you know what maybe maybe i should come out at my dad's funeral (laughs) perfect guys guys i'm coming out i don't know what i am all right i'm coming out i'm a heterosexual we know (laughs) um the thing is i don't even know if i am that I, I literally don't know what I am, guys. Questioning is valid, everybody. Anyone listening, if you're questioning, it's so valid. Just, you don't need I've to dated know. one person most of my life. I have no idea what I'd be outside of that. See you later, everybody. <laughs> Peace out. I'm confused. Peace out. I'm confused. <laughs> Anyone who's listening to this who's questioning their sexuality or their pronouns or whatever, you are so valid. Work it out when yes, you work you it out. You don't need to come out whenever come out whenever you're goddamn ready. Can I just tell you one of my favorite things um, about having this Patreon thing um, and having these very direct connections um, th- with them um, is there's been a lot of people that have thought they were cis and then discovered themselves and with that comes pronoun changes and name changes and being able to watch that. And it just makes me, it makes me so happy to see people become the, who they were always meant to be. And it just makes sense. And it brings me so much joy every time I see it. And I've seen it a lot of times with our patrons and with our followers. And you may not always think that I'm watching, but I definitely am. And I love you all so much. He, He does. He does. I also, I also love you guys. Thanks for checking out the videos too. Much appreciated. They're, yes. They're all experiments. The previews thing, the animation thing, that was a thing I did out of the blue. <laughs> I don't know why I did it the way I did it. Now I have to do it every, that way every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, though. And the next video has three previews, so get excited, everybody. Yes, Liz is working on it. I think if the schedule works out, it's either coming out this today or the next week. Yeah, I don't think it's coming out today. <laughs> well, this would be next Friday. 
Oh, next Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah, it could. We'll see. We'll see. If it's not out now, then expect it next week. <laughs> we'll see. Well, Ben Brantley is finally present in these videos. <laughs> Fucking Ben Brantley. Ben Brantley. Have we never talked about Ben Brantley up to this point? Well, not in the videos. There was a Ben uh, Brantley quote, but I cut it from the prom video due to time. That's fine. So. Um, fuck Ben Brantley. Um, we have more followers than him anyways. Um, I do have a question for you Liz well not a question as much as a statement I will say that your Mamma Mia video is probably one of the favorite most favorite things I've ever seen (laughs) it is I'm so sad it did not like take off because that is like one of my favorite videos on the internet now (laughs) mostly 100% because of your editing yeah um you are so wonderful Liz Estin thank you for that that video was (laughs) it took so adorable for context, I cut down the podcasts to make them viable to be watched. They're about an hour 40 minutes at max length, the long versions that are available on Patreon. If you subscribe, you can listen to the full versions. Yeah, we talk shit about the Nostalgia Critic in our Moulin Rouge episode. Always be plugging. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I you have to cut it down, and normally the podcasts take like three days to cut down, max, depending on it. The Mamma Mia video took a week to cut down. Because it was a four-hour stream. And I think I paid you a little more for that one, right? You did. I, I, I should have. Okay. You did. As long as I did that. I... You did. Uh, it was a four-hour stream, but it was full of memes, so. I will say, for our Tony's night, we're doing another drinking game. It is going to be exactly like Mamma Mia. Um, oh hopefully, Bree will be back, um, so we'll be able to really relive um, the insanity that was that. M- Miranda's already thinking of a bunch of drink names to coincide with the Tony-nominated musicals. It's just figuring out how they're doing it. I don't know which one's going on Patreon or going on Paramount Plus and which one's going on to CBS. Yeah. I'd like it to be the CBS one, um, but and if that's on a Monday, just fuck it. We're not doing it. That's stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so we'll see. Well, we will see, guys. We'll see, um, everybody. Back to Schmigadoon. Back to Schmigadoon. Um, suddenly, which is where everyone discovers they're in love, um, after Josh brings um, Carson a kazoo, which Instead is... Instead of a trumpet. Well, it wasn't even a trumpet in the fucking Music Man. It was a cornet. Oh, it was a cornet. <laughs> I've never seen the it, Music Man, guys. So it, it triggered me every time they were like, it's a trumpet. I'm like, it was a cornet. He... Me, they're never different seen instruments. Man. This is cute. <laughs> um, it is cute. Um, but the reason why it wasn't because he gave him a trumpet, and besides, it was not because of that. It was because someone took an interest in her brother in a way that wasn't abusive or mean, and he felt excited and accepted by a group. And yeah. the fact that he brought that to her brother in the music man was the reason why she fell in love with him. And here it's a little bit of the same thing where they got the re they understood the reason why it worked and not the context, if that makes yeah. sense. But Josh it still didn't was know the that. same reason. I yes. didn't know that he was just pulling something out of his ass. It got mm-hmm. Aaron to both fall in love with him. But I do think he sincerely meant what he said about oh, like, yeah. Hey, when I was in med school, people didn't always like me, which was the important thing, not the yeah. fucking kazoo or cornet. Oh yeah, no that I was Keegan Michael Key is really charming when given the is correct he? when given the correct material. He can be kind of charming. I guess if you say so. <laughs> At least in my opinion. Um, I, I'm not dis- I'm not disagreeing with you. Oh I'm yeah, just like no. man. Yeah, I think every actor, most actors, when given the correct material, can do good work. Like 
most actors. Most of them are garbage. A lot of them are garbage, but... Mel Gibson, I don't think I could ever see him in anything again. Yeah, no, he bad, but I think... He bad. I think in that scene, throughout the entire show, he's had a fuck this shit complex the entire time. Yeah. He's just like, I need to get the fuck out of here. But I think, and while him connecting with the brother was under false pretenses, in a way, because he just wants to cross the bridge and get the fuck out of there. Right. You can tell he really meant what he said when he's yes. explaining to the kid, like, hey, you're... F- like, we all find where we meant to be when we find it. Like, don't feel pressure. You're not alone. So I think he really didn't mean that. So it, it showed he, he has a sincerity to him, even when he doesn't know it's there. Yeah. Doesn't make him a good guy. No, he's still a bad person. Like, he's still a scummy dude. Who's he like, still deserves to be sewn into a bear and burnt alive, but... <laughs> Florence Pugh needs to make an angry face at him, and then he needs to... <laughs> She's doing the acting face. She is, though. I love her. I love Florence Pugh. I, this is I Florence. love her, too, but we all know when she's acting, when she does the frowny face emoji. Yeah, we love her. Uh, but, yeah, he's um, She's needs... actually my choice for Christine if they did a live-action Phantom based on the book. She'd be I a like great that. Christine for the that... book. Oh, that'd be book great. Adaptation. That'd be great. Because she's so small. She is she's so, so small. small. And you put yeah. Phantom, who's so tall. Tall, Phantom, tiny Christine. <laughs> Honestly, Adam Driver with Florence Pugh, fam of the opera film, I'm there. As long as there's no singing into someone's vagina, that's, that's fine. I'm so excited for Annette. Um, I've listened to the score. It sounds oh bonkers as hell. Adam Driver is a bad singer, but the the score suits his voice. <laughs> oh, God. I think that might be one for you and I to watch and not for yeah. one. Maybe that'll be our break in between um, these. Yeah. Um, we'll review Annette. Yeah, it's a sexier one. <laughs> it's artsy, film yeah. artsy, which oh, I gosh. would trust you to have more to say about than Andrew, to be honest. Yeah. He's like, it's just weird where you're like the editing and the mise-en-scene. The mise-en-scene of the filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, I can talk pretentious. I, I love the mise-en-scene oh. and the lighting. I mean, I can I think this was... I can make anything like sound pretentious if given the right parameters. It's like the mise en scene of that scene where Keegan Michael Key is di- being a dick is beautiful when they frame him. When the production designer Bo Welch chose that color palette for that specific scene, I think they were trying to affect a tone very similar to yes. the Cat in the Hat film that he directed. Yes, I was going to say that. Debut. Yes. It would evoke the scene where Paris Hilton was in that club in the porta potty for some reason. <laughs> And everyone had Cat in the Hat hats on, and he got his mixed up because he was too horny for Paris Hilton. And he was very horny for the mom, too. So I mean... He was, he was just horny. Kelly Preston looked great. May she rest in peace. May she, yeah, may she rest in peace. Beautiful woman. Beautiful lady. Talented lady. Mm-hmm. Wish you weren't in the Scientology, but whatever. You can't win yeah, them all. Yeah. But I think suddenly, as a song, it, it's very... It's, <laughs> Sweet. I'm trying to get back on topic. <laughs> I know. But Patreon, like, Patreon. they don't deserve on topic. I think it's really they sweet. I think it's really sweet. And I think Jaime Camille, who plays Doc Lopez, is very good in most things I've seen him in. I'm a big fan of Jane the Virgin, so maybe I'm just very biased towards him. Like, I'm kind of obsessed with him. So. I'm willing to bet that he and uh, Ariana DeBose are really the ones meant for one another because. Yeah. They seem to fit one another, where she's very progressive, he's very kind of conservative, and then they'll meet in the middle and make each other better. 
Yeah, I agree with that too. Like, I think that uh, makes the most sense. I just, I also just kind of want. I don't really want Cecily Strong to get back with Keegan Michael Key. I want them to resolve their issues, but also move on with their life. They also have a moment where they reconnect, um, and he helps give birth to the, to the 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 the, 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 the semen and his girlfriend. The wedlock baby. Um, yeah. Which is a very dry baby. Yeah, which they've mentioned. Yeah. It must have felt like sandpaper coming out, you know? It's a musical. I'm sure it was smooth as hell. They cut to, they cut an exterior of the house and the baby was born, so. I'm sure she didn't even scream. She's like, oh, oh, oh baby. Yeah, that's, that's birth in movie. most movies. Yeah, except for, like, Knocked Up, where it's, like, they show... They show what actually happens, where you're in grave pain and you hate everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm amazed my mom did that three times, so... Three times? My God. Yeah, I'm the third. Um, Natural birth? I don't remember. I think... No, wait, I was... I was induced, I believe, so... (laughs) They were just... They picked a a day to make me come out, and then I came out. (laughs) See, I was surgically removed like a tumor, <laughs> which is how I describe the process of me. It's, everyone's like, your mother went through hours of labor. I was like, no, I was surgically removed like a tumor. Don't you give me that shit. I was a tumor in my mom's body. And I came out. They, they put her under, they, they cut her open and removed me. Oh, God. <laughs> She was in no pain. She just has a few scars. So how about I don't owe her shit? Oh, no. I was a deuce, man. They scheduled a day for me to come out because it was the third baby. And they're like, let's just get this shit over with. Yeah. I was scheduled as well because they yeah. didn't want me to come out on Christmas. So they're like, um, what's the earliest we can get it so we're nowhere near Christmas? And they're like, we can give you five days before Christmas. Oh, five like, days oh. before Christmas. That's me. Um, no, I love it, because it always meant that I didn't have to go to school on my birthday, which was That's pretty true. good. Um, yeah, so, and I love Christmas, so it's, like, my favorite time of the year. My dad, and I'm my... the last day of being a Sagittarius, because fuck Capricorns. Yeah, my dad's two days after Christmas, so Christmas is always get my dad a Christmas present, and then get him a birthday present while you're ordering the Christmas present. So, <laughs> multitasking. Yeah, it's very, very. I like it. I never felt yeah. gypped or anything yeah. like that. Very that much. is a that is a slur. Don't say that, Jess. I never felt ripped off. Yeah, my birthday's like in the beginning of the school year, so I always had to go to school. Yours is in Sep- August or September, September 10th? early September, September tenth. Or the... uh, yeah, yeah, very early I'm on. So sorry. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, and then 2001, everything had to ruin the day after. Eh, well, yeah, you get used to it. Well, at least you got come from away. <laughs> Which I saw on Broadway. It's very good. Yeah, very good. Um, go to Canada. They seem nice there. Yeah, um, I really like the nice. dancing and the framing of Suddenly. Oh, yeah. No, I like how they cross in between sets. Those it was are... very, very unexpectedly very well done. Yeah, and I think... It... This... It plays into this idea of falling in love immediately, which is what happens in these musicals all the time. Yeah, but it seems effective in a weird way, where if you have two people that are kind of aware of it and falling under the spell of it, like, I think that Keegan-Michael Key kind of does fall for Ariana DeBose. And who would? Because how can you not? Yeah, who wouldn't? (laughs) 
Um, he has more chemistry with her than that girl from the prom did. G Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, that girl from the prom. I'm sorry, Joel and Pelman. I'm sure you're a very nice person in, like, real life, and you did your I'm best. I'm sure you're very smiley. I'm sure you've got tons of smiles I'm, to do. I'm sure you're a very nice person. You're a very good singer, but you're not Emma. You're not Emma. <laughs> Caitlin Cunanan is the only Emma. She's sorry. the only Emma in my heart, so... But no, you yeah. shouldn't have been even considered. You're Ryan Murphy's, oh, pretty girl. If you could have cast Emma Roberts, he would have. Oh, yeah, he would. Yeah, I think, and I also think Jaime Camille, he plays a very charming actor in Jane the Virgin, yes. so he has a lot of charm to him, especially when he, like, says his full name. That's how he says his character's name in Jane the Virgin all the time, and he says it, like, every other episode. It's like, like no one misses with Rogelio de la Vega in, like, a more dramatic way, obviously, because mm -hmm. I am not Jaime Camille. I am not as charming. In this musical world, do you think people poop? Is that... I have no idea. Because I was like, I'm looking at these rooms, and I don't see a bathroom anywhere nearby. I don't see a public restroom. So I'm like, how are they pooping? Well, we also never see where they're sleeping. We see them in, we and see we the... see that they're looking for lodging. Yeah, I'm we don't see their lodging. One. We see the bedrooms of the inn. No, we don't see their lodging like in the nurse in the doc in Doc Lopez's place or the school. No, but uh, they say that it's there, and I'm willing to yeah, believe. I'm willing that to it's believe there. they have limited sets, which is that's the charm. So, mm -hmm. but I don't. Maybe they poop. I don't know. No one's ever talked about a toilet, but no one really talks about toilets in musicals, except maybe in like Urine Town, <laughs> where the entire plot's around a toilet. So. I don't know. I just am wondering, like, man, poop, pooping and stuff. I've never yeah. heard it addressed in musicals. Yeah. When I, I did Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in high, my last semester of high school, and I had to build a porta potty set because oh. um, the grandpa gets kidnapped and put in a porta potty. But we didn't put a toilet in it for obvious reasons. So it's just like, is there toilets in musicals? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Do musical theater characters ever poop? I know it, musical theater actors poop because Laura Benanti almost shit herself while doing um, The Sound of Music Live. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is, anytime I see clips of that and I see Laura Benanti and I'm like, oh, that poor girl's about to shit herself. Yeah, it's tragic. Good for her. Good for you. Good for you, Laura Benanti. I'm glad you didn't. You know, like, it's an almost story. It's like, that, uh, a... it's like that Parks and Rec blooper where Chris Pratt shits himself and he's like, check off the bucket list <laughs> oh my god I, i'm thankfully i don't have any pooping myself in public stories thank god yeah i don't either luckily gonna so. knock on some wood right here yeah that might i don't want to come audio, back but... for our next schmigadoon one where i'm like oh guess what shit myself last week hell yeah <laughs> i was at my girlfriend's house just couldn't hold it in shit all over the floor and then, then it brought you guys closer together. <laughs> then I slipped in it, smashed face right down in it. I started crying. Everyone was looking at me. And it brought you guys closer together. <laughs> you know what? A Ten-year relationship, I think that might be the one thing that would kill it. <laughs> to be honest. That's true. Yeah, you're almost at ten. I'm almost at five. So it'll be five. I don't know. It'll be five next month. So. Do you think if he shit himself in front of you, slipped it in, fell face first in it, would that ruin the mystique of the relationship? Um, I don't know. I haven't thought it. That's not a thing I've ever thought about. But I, I think my boyfriend has never pooped his pants at an adult. So 
You know what? You've got to go and ask him, and then next week we're going to reconvene and we're going to find out whether he has. Or you can be I'll ask Matthew um, <laughs> what, what's going on with his life. I don't know if it would ruin it, but I barely see him, so the mystique of it is less broken. <laughs> so I see him, I like, guess. every two weeks or so, about. Depending but on still. Depending on plans, but, I mean, I have, like, three days with him next week. Ooh. I'd have to Good dress for up for two of them. So. Why? Because wedding? Yeah, rehearsal dinner, then wedding. Ugh. So. Ugh. I mean, free Is booze. he making you go? He's not making me go, but I, I haven't seen his family since the panorama happened. And B, he's a, he's in the, he's in the, he's a, in the, uh, he's one of the groomsmen. So I, I lost the thing for a hot second. But yeah, no, so I'm just, I'm going to just support him. And also, I like booze. So. <laughs> Oh, you're a drinker. Yes. Shit, if Bree's not here for the page or for the Tonys, maybe I'll bring you in for the drinking game. I do have a whole bottle of Jack. Oh, we're gonna die, and you're gonna have to edit it. I don't have to die. My die editing my <laughs> editing myself. Dear God. Imagine that. Imagine how uncomfortable that would make everyone. Oh God. Oh God. I've just cut myself out. <laughs> Just put like a black box around my my frame. I'm kidding. Um. All right. So now that we've reached the end, what would you give this as a cheese rating? Ooh, cheese rating. Let us think about it. I am still working on this cheese thing. I can only think of like four cheeses in any given moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got to be creative. Andrew just does cheddar every week, apparently. No, in the cabaret video, he did like cork cheese, which I had to Google because I. Couldn't figure out how to spell it. Apparently it's spelled with a Q and not a C. Oh, um, our wonderful Keeper of the Cheese, Ari- uh, Ariana. Ariana. <laughs> um, Julie- <laughs> she was our Keeper of the... Juliet Antonio um, keeps a list of every cheese rating we've ever gotten. I'll give you a link to that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I found it. I just Googled Wikipedia German cheeses, and I found it. So this whole- There's a whole Wikipedia called German te- cheeses. Um, so I'm going to give this episode a uh, camembert because the romance is romance is up high this week. Also, Hi McMill is very handsome. I'm just he is he's so handsome. I could look at him all day. Give him a little kiss on the lips. Um, my cheese rating is goat cheese because Ariana Debose is the goat. Oh, I should have thought of that. Ah, oh, damn, she's the goat. She is the goat. Um, I will say, and I hope this doesn't feed into objectivization do you ever watch the concerts um called the skivvies no. where it's a bunch of broadway actors i think it's run by lauren molina um who come up and they wear like these fantastic lingerie and they strip down to like very revealing outfits like laura bonanti's done it um uh, male actors like aaron Tveit have done it um but ariana debose did it and my god that woman is all muscle she like is her legs are stronger than any muscle I've ever seen on a human being and watch that video cuz my god it'll it'll shame your body and also be like man respect <laughs> amazing so she she's a goddess praise her yes yeah, yeah, she her. we do not deserve her um everyone should strive to be more like Ariana DeBose agreed um yeah so yeah, Liz, I think that's it. I think this was a longer episode. This is like 45 minutes yeah. of us talking about poop in our pants. Yeah, and a musical character's poop. Ah, it's a good question. It's a conspiracy um, theory. Well, if you have any thoughts on this, let us know. 
Yes, please do. Let us know your cons- um, let us know your conspiracy theories about. What's your musical theater conspiracy theories? Yeah, do you think they poop their pants on a daily basis, or do they have toilets that are off screen? Or is it Harry Potter style where they just yeah. poop in the magic away the poop? Yeah, musical magic. <laughs> they sing away the poop. <laughs> when they sing, they're pooping. It just goes away. That's why they do dance numbers. <laughs> oh, that's them just getting it out their pants. Yeah, they have to like shake. They have to shake it out. Except for in oh, urine town, where there's actually toilets. But they never mentioned pooping. Do they? I don't remember. I've only seen a high school production of Year in Town. That was like years ago. Guess you weren't in town. I, I was in town, but I was very tired. <laughs> I don't blame you. All right, guys. We'll see you next week on our Schmigadoon Breakdown on Patreon with Cheese. Say goodbye, Liz. Peace out, motherfuckers. Damn. Fucking I... language. What the fuck was that shit, Liz? <sighs> Sorry, I use my sailor mouth. <laughs> Vagina. You must always try your best with all of your heart. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.